Good evening, baseball fans, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk with Rags here in Season 3, Episode 34. And tonight, here we are honored here with 14-year MLB uh, veteran Sid Bream with us uh, tonight. Sid, how are you doing this evening? Mark, I'm doing well, but let me just correct you. It was 12 years of Major League Baseball, not 14, but uh, but it is an honor and a pleasure for me to be on with you. Right. Well, hey, uh, no, I uh, certainly uh, appreciate your time for uh, for coming on. But uh, hey, let's uh, let's let's start here at the beginning. I mean, uh, when you were uh, growing up, did you play uh, play all sports, or uh, did you just um, take a liking there to baseball as you went into high school and then on to Liberty? Well, I can, I'll tell you that I started, it was all sports up until, you know, eighth grade. I mean, between seventh and eighth grade, I was a quarterback on our junior high football team and I got meningitis and the doctor said I couldn't play in, uh, you know, my eighth grade season because of rattling my brain around what little brain I have. Um, but, uh, but then I, so I did play ninth grade, but I was playing basketball and baseball at the time. And, uh, and then 10th grade, I didn't go out for football, but, uh, a couple of weeks into their season, they actually asked me to come out because their quarterback was so bad that they needed a quarterback. So I went out in 10th grade and then between 10th grade and 11th grade, uh, a guy ran me over at first base in summer baseball and, and so that took me out of 11th grade, and, and I just didn't play 12th grade. So, but other than that, I mean, it was all baseball and basketball up and up through my high school days. Yes, and then uh, and then after high school, I mean, uh, with uh, with recruiting, I mean, what uh, what grabbed your interest there with uh, Liberty uh, Baptist College there in Lynchburg, Virginia? Well, I mean, it was really, I mean, I. I mean, Mark, I really didn't think about playing baseball past high school until my senior year. And then I had a professional scout come up to me and tell me that I might be drafted after my senior year. And so that that certainly had me thinking. But I certainly wasn't thinking about going to uh, uh, college. And, and But thankfully, I had a, a guidance counselor that, that uh, put it to me straight. What happens if you don't get uh, signed after high school and uh you you better take your sats and all those tests that you have to do and so i reluctantly took those and uh, you know up until that point i really had no no offers at that point in time but uh after the, the june draft after my senior year i didn't get drafted and then temple university in in philadelphia pennsylvania called me uh, and told me they'd give me a full scholarship. And then uh, Liberty Baptist College and Al Worthington called me and gave me a full scholarship. And uh, Temple Universities was just tuition and books. Uh, uh, Liberty was everything. Right. And being in the situation I was in as far as my family was concerned, I mean, I couldn't afford to pay for any school. And so I went with Liberty, and, and uh, it was the best best decision I could have made. Right, yes. And then... Uh... And then there in uh, '81, got drafted by the by the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is correct. Second round of the June draft. I mean, I 
I averaged 435 in my three years of, of Liberty at Liberty Baptist College, which is now Liberty University. Right. And and uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers selected me in the second round of the June draft. And, and so I had the opportunity to go and play for, for them. Right. Yes. And uh, starting out there with uh, not only with the history of the Dodgers, but uh, they're in Dodger Town there in Vero Beach, Florida. That, that is correct. I mean, that, that's where I started my, my career. I mean, I'd single way, started with the Vero Beach Dodgers, um, and uh, and then, you know, was there certainly for spring training, but from my, uh, I was there in 1981, and then the next year I started there, and then halfway through the year I went up to their double-way team in San Antonio, Texas, and then my last, I mean, at the end of that year, they took me up a trip away in Albuquerque to play the uh, the last part of the season in, in Albuquerque. So I made two significant jumps in in uh, one year. Right. Yes. And then uh, had the um, had the opportunity there in '84 to make your uh, Dodger uh, debut and play for Tommy Lasorda. Well, actually, it was 1983. Three, I, I three. got my got my first ABs in 1983 uh, when I went up. And my first hit was on September 7th. I was I was a September call up, right, and uh, I got my first hit on September 7th against Tom Yu from Cincinnati that oh. drove in Cecil Westby from third base, and and uh, that was the start of my major league career. Up until I was 0 for two up until that time. Uh, but uh, I got my hit hit there on September seventh, and uh, I was I was in a sense on my way. Right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, boy, um, you know, getting the opportunity to you know uh, not only to start your career with the Dodgers, but then to get to play for Tommy Lasorda. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, Tommy was certainly a great icon, bleeding Dodger blue for the. Los Angeles of the Dodgers and, and uh, you know, very, very good in front of the camera. Wasn't the greatest coach off the camera. Okay. But uh, but at the same time, I mean, I did have the opportunity to play for Tommy Lasorda. Right. Yes, and then in uh, September of 85, uh, got, getting uh, traded there to the Pirates. That is correct. I mean, I, uh, you know, in all reality, Mark, I was – in 1985, at the beginning of 1985, I started the season with the Dodgers because right. Greg Brock, the first baseman, was injured. And uh, when I was up there, I was leading the team in home runs and RBIs. When he got better, they sent me back down to AAA, and I was I was ready to quit. I mean, I thankfully I had a wife that uh, that uh, you know told me well let you know at least go to the end of the season, and then we'll make a decision then. So I did. And as you stated, at the end of August of 1985, I, I got traded over here to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And and a lot of people come up to me and said, man, you got to be ticked off. I mean, you just went from a first-place team to a last-place team. I said, no. Oh. I said, my goal was to get to the major leagues. I mean, and, and it wasn't going to happen over with the Dodgers. And so I was I was really, really glad for the opportunity to come to the Pittsburgh Pirates and, and uh, hopefully get my career started there. Right. Yes, and uh... – there, when you were with the Pirates, I mean, you saw, you know, where the team made a made a progression there in the uh, NL East and there in the 
1990, first division title since 1979. So a lot of excitement there around Three Rivers. No, no doubt. I mean, you know, 80s in 1986, we lost, I think, 103 ball games in the season. And so we were not good. But every year, the general manager and, and Jim Leland started putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And we really thought that we had a, a great chance in 1989 to compete. But then we had some major injuries with myself and Lavalier and some others. And, and uh, so we didn't finish as high as we wanted to. But 1990, we we got our first net, uh, title, National League title, and, and, uh, or I should say National League East title, right. and uh, went up against the Cincinnati Reds, and we lost to them. And so we didn't have a chance to get to the World Series that year. Right, right. And then after uh, 1990 there with uh, free agency, I mean, the team that's now part of the NL East, but at that time was part of the NL West, you uh, signed a free agent contract there with the Atlanta Braves. That is correct, Mark. But I, I will tell you, I mean, as I've tried to tell a bunch of individuals, when we lost to the Cincinnati Reds in 1990 in the National League playoffs, uh, the day after we lost to the, the Cincinnati Reds, the management for the Pittsburgh Pirates said Sid Green's our first priority to sign for the 1991 season. So my wife and I, I can tell you, my wife and I were ecstatic, thinking we were going to get a multi-year contract. We are going to have a, a, a pretty good opportunity to have a pretty decent contract. And uh, all throughout the negotiating process, they never got close to even market price on me, let alone anything more for being their priority. And uh, so at that point in time, when it came around to free agency, the Atlanta Braves gave me a great offer. They told me that I needed to make a decision quick because if we weren't coming, they were going someplace else to get get some another first baseman. And so my wife and I decided, you know, we were going to go. But that that whole night after we made the decision, we cried like little babies up in our bed, and uh, woke up the next morning, called Jim Leland. Uh, the manager for the Pirates, he said, man, Skip, am I bound to this contract? He said, no, because you're not, you haven't put your name on it yet. So, you know, just for, for an hour and a half, I called my attorney. And my attorney tried to talk me out of not doing what I was thinking of doing. And that was signing with the Pittsburgh Pirates with the contract that they were giving me. And finally, he, he brought up this, this thing. He said, well, what happens if they sign you and then they trade you to Atlanta? You're going to look like an idiot. You could have had this much money and... And uh, now you're down there with that much money. That's a great point. <laughs> and so at that point in time, we went back to the Pittsburgh Pirates and asked them for a no trade clause. And they said no to a no trade clause. And so when that happened, I said, man, if I'm your first priority, I'd hate to see what your last one is. <laughs> and uh, so we went down to the Atlanta Braves at that point in time. And as you, as you well know, we knocked the Pirates out of the next two years as well. Right. Right. And then, uh, you know, so here you were playing, you know, for Jim Leland, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, and, you know, you got an NL East crown. Then you go to the Atlanta Braves, you play Bobby Co for Bobby Cox, and Atlanta was on the progression where they hadn't seen the playoffs in a, in a long time. And in 91, you guys win the West. And in seven games, beat the 
beat the Pittsburgh Pirates to win the pennant and go to the World Series. That is correct. I mean, it was a uh, it was a phenomenal year. I mean, um, you know, bringing Terry Pendleton and Charlie Lee Brandt, Rafael Belliard, myself, and some others, and with the core of David Justice and Ronnie Gant and John Smoltz and Tommy Glavin and Steve Avery and Kent Merker and a host of other ones, Jeff Jeff Blauser, and you know they had a phenomenal, phenomenal young team. But I mean, they had a hard time trying to figure out how to win. And uh, with the leadership of John Sherholtz and Bobby Cox, and then them allowing uh, Terry Pendleton and myself and Charlie Lee Brandt to to do what we could do in order to change change focus. I mean, we we did a lot of team meetings and we watched the team become a, a talented team to a winning team and and uh you know after we were nine games back in 1991 to the los angeles dodgers at all-star break and we want a lot i shouldn't say we were nine games back but we after all-star break we were quite a few games back and we won nine straight after the all-star break that put us in contention and then it was just a fight to the finish until the last game of the season where we had to beat the houston astros and the San Francisco Giants needed to beat the Dodgers, and both of those things happened. And so we won won the National League West pennant that year. Right, yes, and a little bit uh, a little bit different, you know, where nowadays with the wild card, but there but there in the early nineties it was either win the division or go home. That is correct. I mean, uh, there there's you had a seven game playoff against your, your rival. Uh, there wasn't three divisions. There wasn't wild cards. You had a seven-game playoff against a rival, and if you won that, then you had a chance to go up against the American League for the World Series. Right, yes. And, uh, you know, the the World Series there in 91 uh, against the against the Minnesota Twins. I mean, uh, you know, that was, that was a great, great World Series there back and forth, you know, in uh, – playing in your first World Series? No doubt about it. I mean, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal World Series. I mean, we went to seven games. It was on the last inning of that game that they won the thing. We had we had our chances. John Smokes and Jack Morris both pitched, both pitched phenomenal seventh games. And, uh, you know, we had our chances in that seventh game to put a run across the board. But, uh it just didn't happen, and and uh, they they went on to win it. So it was a well fought well fought series, but uh, and we came out on the bottom part of it all. Right, and uh, and then and then in nineteen ninety two, you know, you guys win the West again. The Pirates win the East, and it's another NLCS matchup: Braves versus Pirates. Yep, I mean, uh, you know, again. A difficult series. I mean, Doug, Doug Graybeck and the other guys that they had on the um, the muscleballer and and Wakefield. Uh, Agreed. I mean, the other Bob Walk and individuals that they had on that team were they're a formidable foe. I mean, you had Barry Bonds, Andy Van Slyke, Bobby Padilla. I mean, you had a host of great ballplayers: Jeff King, Jay Bell, that uh, you know, Michael Lavalier, Don Slott. I mean, it was it was a really really good team and and. Uh, for us to be able to come out of that that thing on on top again was pretty pretty special, right? And the thing is, is you know, in '91 you guys won it there in Pittsburgh, and there in '92 
you guys go go home, you know, um, uh, game six, and the Pirates beat Tom Glavin to force a game seven, and Doug Drabeck there in game seven is throwing a throwing a gem, and there in the in the bottom of the ninth, the last three outs that's uh, tough to get. Uh, Pendleton with a leadoff double, then then Justice with with uh, hits a ground ball to uh, Chico Lean, and he he bobbles it, so it's first and third, and then they and then they walk you and the the rally with uh, Leland taking out Drayback and going to Stan Belinda. Yep, I mean, I, uh, you know, I never know where that went, Mark. I mean, I, I thought, I thought he, you know, Drebeck faced uh, Ronnie Gant. Right. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. Right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not sure he faced Ronnie Gant or after they walked me, he took him out. But I thought he he faced Ronnie Gant, and Ronnie almost hit a grand slam, taking right. Barry Bonds back to the warning track. And uh, I thought at that point in time, Jim Lee said, okay, that's enough. And that's when he brought in Stan Belinda okay. that um, walked Damon Barry Hill on a controversial third strike call right. to load up the bases. And then we had another little pop out behind second base. And then Frankie Cabrera come up and did the uh, did the magic hitting the base hit and allowing me to go in and score by about four inches. Right. And and that four-inch slide, I mean, that's, that's definitely – there for all the listeners out there for the baseball fans that are uh, learning how to run the bases. I mean, two outs, winning run at second base. And I mean, now granted this is to win the pennant, but there to get your lead at second base and the crack of the bat, you're definitely running there with two outs and Jimmy, Jimmy Williams giving you the green light here to, uh, roll the dice and, uh, you know, slide there ahead of Lavalier's uh, tag there to have you guys win the pennant. Yeah, I mean, I you know, again, you're taught. You're always taught. You put the pressure on the defense. And, I mean, and, you know, for somebody to come up behind me and, and have the opportunity to either walk or get another base hit, I mean, was, was going to be very, very difficult. So, you're taught to put the pressure on the defense. We had two outs, like you said. You know, uh, I could go on a crack of the bat. I I got a bigger lead at the, the, the time before. I hit a double off of Doug Drabeck, and Drabeck tried to pick me off at second base two times. But I knew that, you know, Stan Belinda wasn't going to be concentrating on second base at all. He was thinking about the hitter. Right. And uh, so I got a little bit more off. I got a great secondary and as you said, with two outs, I mean, my foot came down and I was off to the races. And, and uh, you know, Barry's throw was just a little bit up the line. And it allowed me to, to uh, get in and put my foot, my heel on the uh, corner of the plate and score the run. Yes. And as uh, my, my wife and I uh, met you in Virginia Beach here, uh, here a couple weeks ago, I mean, I know that I've heard you uh, – speak uh there at uh other other churches here in the tidewater area one being through uh jeff benson where where he goes but uh you know that that play and just how the lord gives you the opportunity to go and uh and speak here across the country 
Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, again, if you think about the irony of this that game, uh, with everything that took place in 1990 for me to come to come come to Atlanta, we play against the Pittsburgh Pirates those two years. Uh, you know, my my I got a big brace on my knee. I, I was slower than molasses because of you know my my operations and. I shouldn't have been out of second base, but I really truly believe that God orchestrated all that just for the, to give me a platform to be able to go out and speak and share my faith in Jesus Christ with people, Martin. All right. Well, that's, that's awesome. You know, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, Sid, uh, going, going back to the world series this time facing, facing the blue Jays, you know, but, uh, another, Another hard, hard fought, uh, hard fought series. Yes, we uh, we lost a lot of momentum in the second game of that series when we were playing at home. We really, we were, we had them on the ropes. We could have gone up to their place 2-0. and and in the last inning, I mean, Ed Sprague, their third baseman, hit a home run off of Jeff Reardon that uh, allowed them to win the ball game. And, and uh, that really took a lot of wind out of our sails uh, going up to Toronto. And they beat us in six games. I mean, a great, great team by all means. But, uh, you know, we uh, we just didn't have enough to, to be able to pull that one off and, and win that series. Right. Yes. And then in 93, uh, the Braves, Braves won the West again, but this time facing uh, the Phillies. You know, um, the tough, uh, tough loss there in the NLCS. But here you were, you know, last year with the Pirates and your three years with the Braves, four straight, you know, division winners. That's correct. I mean, and, you know, again, a lot of guys go through their whole career never having an opportunity to get to the playoffs. I mean, I had four straight years of being able to be on a playoff team and and, uh, it was remarkable. Uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to obviously Jim Leland, and I give a lot of credit to Bobby Cox and, and John Sherholtz for giving me the opportunities that they did and, and uh, playing with my teammates. I mean, it was it was a great time. It was a great career. Uh, I loved every bit of it. I wish I didn't have the knee operations, but those are things that you that uh, sometimes you get side sideballed with, and you just have to flow with the, go with the flow. Right. Yes, and then after the '93 season, then you then you went to Houston there in uh, there in '94. That's correct. I mean, I uh, went there basically as a backup to Jeff Bagwell, but really had a phenomenal season hitting pinch hitting. Uh, I, I hit three forty six, I believe, that year as a pinch hitter, spot starter for Jeff Bagwell, and and uh, really had a. Like I said, really had a great year. Uh, had a couple great teammates in Kevin Bass and Andy Stankowitz, along with my manager Terry Collins, and and um, it was a it was a fun time. Uh, I really believe that we would have won the uh, the West that year if it wouldn't have been for the fact of of uh, we had the lockout that year or the strike that year. Right. And um, and then after that, Mark me my. My son, my eight-year-old son at that point said, Dad, he said, uh, it's time for you to be home. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they, they, I never got a chance to see them a whole lot during the spring because they were always back in Pittsburgh, I mean, at school. Right. 
And, uh, you know, he wanted his dad here. So I thought, well, possibly what could happen is I could go with the Pittsburgh Pirates and and I could be a, a small ticket for them, but at the same time, teach the young men how to, to win. And But the Pittsburgh Pirates, I mean, the slide was too much in my mind. They didn't want anything to do with me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, that was a... That was a great career, but, uh, you know, when you do, um, you know, uh, go back to go back to Lynchburg, I mean, do you still have a relationship there with the Liberty baseball team since you're an alum? I, uh, you know, obviously I have the opportunity to, to go and see people when I get back there. I mean, you know, they've gone through several different managers or coaches since then, and right. I know I knew all of them. I, I had my two sons played at Liberty okay. uh, when they came up through, and and uh, so I was down there quite a bit during that time frame. And and uh, the school is just an unbelievable school for anybody, any any young person that's listening to this. I mean, I highly recommend you check out Liberty University. Uh, it's a great school, phenomenal place. And, uh, you know, you get a great education, but at the same time, you have an opportunity to just be, be grounded in your, in your faith. And, and, uh, it's today's in today's world. I mean, uh, I would be looking for something like that for anybody. I mean, it's, it's just, it's necessary. Right. Yes. Yeah. I know that, uh, I know my brother, uh, Mike Ragsdale, who actually, uh, he he played baseball uh, for William and Mary there in the early '90s and played uh, college ball there against uh, your younger brother. That's correct. Yep, so, my younger brother would be at Liberty at that point in time as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so I know that my brother's uh, boys they've they've gone to Liberty to have graduated, and the youngest one is is currently there. So we've definitely gone to some football games and we've also caught some uh caught some baseball games there very nice so uh hey Sid uh thanks again for your time and I know with uh mutual friends there with the Bensons and the Overton uh families uh definitely appreciate uh that mutual friendship here to uh make the connection Please tell them I said hello again, Mark, but uh, some great people and they love the Lord and, and I wish you the very, very best in your podcast, okay? Well, thanks, Sid, and uh, appreciate your time. And uh, baseball fans, uh, that was uh, Sid Breen there with us uh, tonight for uh, tonight's episode. All right, Sid, thanks again.